Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mula sa Quezon City, ako si Trisha Aquino para kay Roby Alampay, Puma Podcast. Another strong earthquake rocks the country, this time in eastern Samar. Meanwhile, the death toll from the 6.1 magnitude earthquake that shook parts of Luzon yesterday has climbed to 15. We'll tell you what else we know. Soon to screen at the Toronto Film Fest, a documentary about the Philippines' war on drugs. We'll have a listen to the trailer. The finance department is confident that the Philippines will become an upper-middle-income economy this year, a goal that's been 30 years in the making. What does reaching an upper-middle-income level mean? We'll tell you in a bit. And we'll take a look at the new lucrative trend in shopping, online auctions. These are our headlines for today. I'm Trisha Aquino, Poma Podcast. Eastern Samar was rocked by a 6.5-magnitude earthquake this afternoon, forcing people to evacuate, causing objects to fall, and creating cracks on roads. This is the second strong earthquake in the Philippines in two days. Authorities say 15 persons were killed in yesterday's 6.1-magnitude earthquake with the epicenter in Castillejos town, Zambales. Many of the fatalities were crushed in a collapsed supermarket in Pampanga. Old churches and roads were also damaged. Clark International Airport was also shut down as part of the ceiling at the check-in area collapsed, injuring seven people. Train operations in Metro Manila were also stopped for structural inspections. Rooftop swimming pools and condominiums overflowed, showering people at street level. Work and classes were cancelled as buildings were checked for damage. Provinces experienced intensities as high as 6 on the FIVOX earthquake intensity scale. At this intensity, you lose your balance, heavy objects fall, and trees shake. The government continues to respond to affected communities and assess the damage. But you can do something too. Here's a public service announcement from FIVOX Director Renato Solidum Jr. Siguraduhin matibay ang inyong mga bahay at gusali. Alamin ang tamang pagresponde kapag lumilindol ang dock cover and hold, maghanda ng emergency supply kit at sumali sa mga earthquake drill. Papatayin ba natin yan? May buhay din yan. Pero ang matigas ng ulo, patayin talaga. That was a clip from On the President's Orders, a thriller of a documentary on the Philippine War on Drugs by Emmy winners Olivier Sarbil and James Jones. It will be screened this week at the Hot Docs Film Festival in Toronto. According to reports and their own blogs, Sarbil and Jones expected to have a hard time filming while the anti-drug campaign was on hiatus. That was after the kidnapping and killing of Korean Ji Ik-ju. But the filmmaker said things went smoothly, 
thanks to a police chief who loved the idea of having a film about him and his work. It was unclear if this was former police chief Batol de la Rosa. The directors soon gained the trust of the police in the 12 weeks they spent in Manila. The key was to make them forget they were being filmed. The filmmakers would hang out with the police even when the cameras weren't rolling, and they got so chummy that the police would even joke about the killings. One police officer even acknowledged the murders committed by his colleagues while they were dressed in civilian clothes and blamed others for the crime. The filmmakers thought it was important to show that the police were aware their colleagues were carrying out the murders. Economic managers have been saying since last year that the Philippines is on track to become an upper-middle-income country this year. That's three years earlier than their 2022 target. Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez thanks the World Bank for its support, which allowed the Philippines to reach this goal. But what does reaching an upper-middle-income level country really mean? J.C. Punong Bayan, an economics PhD candidate at the University of the Philippines School of Economics, is here to help us break down this story. J.C., ano mang ibig sabihin ng upper-middle-income status? Okay, so simulan natin uh, sa kung paano kinaklasify ang iba-ibang countries according to their incomes. So the main way we do this is by uh, referring to the World Bank's classification. So they actually group countries into low-income, lower-middle-income, upper-middle-income, and high-income countries. So right now, the Philippines uh, is considered a lower-middle-income country, which means that uh, every Filipino is earning at least um, $996 in a year, up to $3,895 in a year. So that's roughly uh, between 50,000 pesos up to 200,000 pesos in a year. Sinasabi ng economic managers na magiging upper middle income country na tayo, so lilipat tayo ng category. Every Filipino will earn around uh, 200,000 pesos in a year. So that's what they mean by uh, becoming an upper middle income country. So pupunta na tayo sa mahigit 200,000 pesos per year nakita ng isang Pilipino. Ano ba yung factors na nakakatulong sa atin para mapalapit sa target na to? Kailangan din nating i-note na for the longest time, uh, the Philippine economy has actually been growing at a fairly high and robust rate. So, for example, since around 2010, um, nakakakita tayo ng growth rate around 6 to 7%, which is significant. And we want that because uh, the higher your economic growth is, it means that... Uh, the people are actually enjoying uh, higher levels of income over time. And we've actually come a long way from the dire economic straits of the 1980s. Ibig bang sabihin nito, maunlad na talaga ang Pilipinas? Hindi porke upper middle income country ka na, ay wala ka ng problema. Kasi if you look at the World Bank's list, uh, some of the upper middle income countries like Brazil and Venezuela are actually experiencing uh, so much economic troubles right now. So, uh, hindi assurance na uh, okay na ang lahat kapag upper middle income country na tayo. We have to look out for the various risk factors. Um, for example, if the 2019 budget is delayed, and it has been delayed, um, some experts say that this could derail uh, growth further. Maraming salamat, JC Punong Bayan. A number of Chinese entrepreneurs are expected to earn more than 100 million yuan this year, or about 800 million pesos each, from live stream auctions on Taobao. That's an online shopping website under Alibaba. And some Filipinos are already taking a leaf out of their book. 
Our junior correspondent, Shelby Parlade, is following this trend. Shelby, what have you seen on Facebook? I do use Shopee, and I guess Facebook's algorithm thought I'd be interested in livestream auctioning. Filipinas selling quote-unquote designer bags. The description below the video would be something like, Authenticity not guaranteed, 100% pre-owned abroad. An auction can run for as long as 4 hours. They could have as many 60 bags and wallets all numbered on display. The host would then upsell the product, talking about the metal hardware detailing and the condition to get people to buy. All the while, she'd answer live comments and explain payment methods. She'd then shout out the number and price when a viewer would call dibs on an item. So auctions are no longer serious and stuffy events like they're depicted on movies. You don't need a fat wallet to participate. I think that's where the appeal lies, a more inclusive and personal platform on Facebook and one that everyone's familiar with. It's even more non-threatening since they're just selling from their own living rooms. You can even hear their kids playing in the background. But I never really clicked on them until I came across this YouTube video by Beam News on China's billion-dollar shopping obsession. The livestream auctions in China are on a whole other level. Six to seven hours long, non-stop, no bathroom breaks. Wow, that's intense! And their hosts have become celebrities. They stream products that are available for a limited time for a discounted price. An entire operations team would be working non-stop in the studio while the live streams go going on. And this all happens in a small house-turned-warehouse full of stocks and clothes. But instead of Facebook, they stream in Taobao. Xinhua News Agency reports that they can earn as much as 100 million yuan by the end of the year. Thank you, Shelby. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Maraming salamat po.